What's going on guys, my name is Alden Nero and welcome to my review of The Discovery. Just to let you know there is not going to be any spoilers in this review. Anyway, The Discovery is a 2017 movie directed by Charlie McDowell starring Jason Segel, Rooney Mara and Robert Redford. Uh, Charlie McDowell has a relatively short CV as a director, just looking at his IMDb page, but I really enjoyed his 2014 movie, The One I Love, which was on Netflix for a while. The Discovery itself is listed as a Netflix original, but I think they might have purchased the rights to it from another studio, because I seem to remember... Um, a trailer or reading something about it before it ever appeared on Netflix. Anyway, I went into this movie with only a very vague awareness of the plot, which kind of added to my intrigue, to be honest. I would actually say, like, don't watch the trailer. Um, like, sort of know as little about it as you can while going into it if you do choose to watch it. I had seen it recommended to me on the Midnight Hour subreddit as a movie for me to review, so I decided to do that. It takes place in the near future where a scientist named Thomas Harbour, played by Robert Redford, has discovered definitive proof that an afterlife exists. The movie opens with Harbour being interviewed about the discovery, facing questions about the ever-increasing suicide rates. He says he doesn't feel responsible for that, and then, as you can see in the trailer, a crew member of the interview team shoots himself right in front of Harbour. The scene really enforces this movie's depiction of a world where death has no meaning anymore, and there are numerous scenes that add bricks to that foundation. For example, there's a scene where the protagonist's brother is driving a car while lighting a cigarette, and he doesn't even bother holding onto the steering wheel, so like he's both smoking and driving recklessly. And this isn't one of the guys who's like actively suicidal or anything like that. I think it's just there to sort of show you the type of world that it is. Maybe I'm reading too much into it, I don't know. Jason Segel plays Dr. Harbour's son, Will. A man who is decidedly against the modern plague of worldwide suicide. His name is Will because it seems like he's the only man in the whole movie who isn't losing the will to live. Um, I'm struggling to recall his profession in the movie but I think he's a neuroscientist and he's definitely really skeptical about his father's findings even though in this universe they're sort of perceived and accepted worldwide as a fact. Will is traveling to an island where his father has formed a sort of a cult-like isolated community and he's trying to build more machinery to try and definitively discover what the afterlife actually is. It's sort of stated earlier on in the movie that the only thing we know is that our consciousness travels somewhere else. We don't know what the somewhere else is and even that is enough for I think the suicide counter at one point in the movie is like 40 million and it's quite strange because this is a campaign within the movie um, to decrease the suicide rate in this universe and I just don't think that advertising the number of suicides happening around you is a good way of decreasing it but however that's sort of a, a different issue. Will meets Rooney Mara's character, Isla, along the way, and they form a sort of a quirky relationship, I guess. Isla's defining trait is that she's dead inside. Harbour's community is interesting. Like, it's populated by people who attempted suicide in the past, but now they're focused on helping Dr. Harbour complete his research. But they wear these colour-coded jumpsuits, and they participate in these kind of rituals, and there's a really definite cult-like undercurrent that runs through this research facility. Even the word facility is just not 
the word that you would associate with the type of community that he's built up. The atmosphere in the movie is really dreary, like it's very slow paced and there's very little colour throughout the movie. It's sort of mostly the murky grey experience that you'd expect from a world where suicide has reached like epidemic levels. The opening half hour or so in this movie set up a really fascinating concept and even though it's sort of slow and lifeless, the promise of a unique film is always floating around in your mind with every scene. Robert Redford does a really good job as the strange hermit scientist conducting strange experiments in isolation and I thought Jason Segel and Rooney Mara did pretty well in their roles too. I will say though that I found Rooney Mara's character to be kind of irritating and predictable at times. Like her quirkiness was a little bit too reminiscent of like the try-hard indie girl love interests of other films where they don't necessarily build up a relationship between the two characters. Instead, they just have them display these unique traits and make them sort of... Uh, quirky is the only word I can use to describe it, even though I'm not really a huge fan of that word. But she seemed a little bit too comedic to exist in this universe. But that being said, I will say that there's kind of a natural depressive realism about her and it does feel organic in this world and it does go well with Jason Segel's character's sort of forced optimism. The problem is that this movie really falls down in the final act and the promise of a really fresh take on philosophical science fiction gives way to an all-familiar anti-climax. It's hard to talk about it without spoiling it, but basically the first two-thirds of the movie excited me the same way that The Outer Limits or The Twilight Zone used to as a kid, like combining this philosophical thought experiment idea with unsolved problems in science and mashing them into a mindfucky hour of great television, but the last few scenes in this just really dissolved into bad sci-fi romance that tried way too hard to force home a message that didn't really relate to the rest of the movie all that much. It was as if they just pasted the ending from a different movie onto the end of this one because they ran out of ideas and they just dreamed up a poor man's version of Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Instead of focusing on the science of the concept, the movie focuses on the social impact, and that's its real strength, because the idea of a world where people are racing to get to an afterlife is really interesting, but its trajectory is limited to a handful of characters on an island, so it changes its course and focuses on what the afterlife itself actually is, but it gets bogged down once again in these character relationships that just aren't strong enough to hold the film together. Overall, I definitely enjoyed the first half of the movie or so, and it really kept my interest the whole way through, but the final act really left a bad taste in my mouth, so I don't really know if I would recommend this movie or not. I would say I'd give it like a low 6 out of 10, like a 6.2 or so. I would say if you're interested in these kinds of movies and these sort of philosophical concepts, definitely give it a watch just for the first half, like of the movie alone but if you're not really into that and you just want to see a good movie just watch eternal sunshine of the spotless mind instead they're definitely not parallels and they're not like for like but they do have a sort of accessible similar ilk about them like there's some kind of nebulous concept within them that is um that that is their strengths and i just think eternal sunshine of the spotless mind does what this movie tried to do a lot better but if this movie had stuck to the way that it was in the original like half of it i think it could have been a really good movie there's a really good movie hiding in here somewhere but sadly we didn't really get to see it but anyway that's all from this review um i was thinking of maybe doing like a really long spoilerific review of this movie where i could discuss some of the concepts of the movie itself um so if that's something you're interested in 
let me know. If you ever want me to do like extended reviews of movies, which include spoilers, let me know because I'm definitely down for that. And I think uh, we're going to do one about um, Spider-Man Homecoming pretty soon. So uh, have a look out for that. And uh, yeah, other than that, you know, uh, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and SoundCloud and stuff like that, or subscribe to the YouTube channel. If you're watching this on YouTube, obviously uh, leave a like. That would be much appreciated. I've been El De Niro. Thanks for listening.